back in everyone to a fantastic new whisper in the wings from stage whisper we are so excited to once again be bringing you coverage of the new york city indie theater film festival and to do so we are so excited to be welcoming back two guests we're bringing you the co-programmer and producer allison morgan and the executive director mark white they're joining us as i mentioned to speak to us about the film festival which is playing february 15th through the 18th at the jeffrey and paula girl theater at the ART New York Theaters. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting nyciitff.org. For those of our longtime listeners, you might remember we had these wonderful people on our show last year to talk to us about this great festival, and we're excited to bring them on again. This is an incredible indie theater film festival. So with that, let's welcome on our guests, Allison and Mark. Welcome back to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much, Andrew. We're so excited to be here. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, looking forward to it. I am so excited to have you here. I can't believe it's already been a year. And here we are again with another great indie theater film festival. This time, if memory serves me right, and you can never trust my memory, I feel like, but at a new location. of Last year, I remember it being down in the West Village with the new Ohio Theater and that. And this year, you're more in Midtown over in, in the Clinton part of the city at the ART theaters. So... This is very exciting with the festival this year, but let me start by having you, Mark, tell our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with the New York City Indie Theater Film Festival a little bit about what the festival is. Sure, sure. Happy to tell everybody what it is and what it's about. We are a film festival that showcases uh, theater artists throughout the city and the world, the U.S. and beyond theater artists who are branching out into film, television, recorded media. And we were originally a program at the New Ohio when I was working at the New Ohio. And then after 30 years, the New Ohio closed for a variety of reasons. And we thought we would close with it, actually. But we we talked to our filmmakers, we talked to our artists, and we discovered we were serving a purpose, a reason. Our filmmakers... Uh, wanted us to continue and our audiences wanted us to continue and we were able to extricate is that right we were able to lift out the festival as a standalone program so that is why we are more midtown this year i love that i'm so glad that this festival did not go away you know sadly with the new ohio theater but here we are and 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 a new location and i feel like it's going to be better than ever before Allison, I would love to know, uh, again, doing a little bit of backstory behind it, how did the festival come into creation and, 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 and whatnot? Well, I'll defer to Mark on the actual origin story because he is the, uh, the genius from whose head it sprung originally. But I can say my involvement started pretty close to the beginning of the festival when I was still uh, a theater company called Effort Club, or if we may be so bold on this podcast to say fuck it club in the spirit of why are we waiting for people to give us work? Fuck it. Let's make our own work. And I was running an annual benefit for the company that we called the Film Race, where we challenged filmmakers to create a short film in a weekend. And we partnered with the New Ohio and the Film Festival as an organization that would be a home to this film race. 
So Mark and I worked together a couple times on that. And then as Epic Club was coming to an end and I was looking for new opportunities, my support work is also in film festivals. Mark and I had a conversation about me coming on in a more full-time role with the festival. And so this is my fourth year, I believe, working on the film festival as a programmer and a producer. And I just couldn't be more thrilled to come back and, and bring these films to a new home and to new audiences. Uh, Allison is really the reason. She's a great example of why this festival was created in the first place, which is that back in 2017, I was looking around at all of our theater artists that we were supporting at the New Ohio, and they were all making TV and film stuff. In fact, I'm an artist as well. And I had a project that I was creating with my wife that was a TV and film project. And I was thinking of myself as late to the party. I was basically saying, why am I only just now as a theater artist creating a, a film? Because everybody I know is already doing it. And then I suddenly realized, wait a minute, everybody's already doing it. We should be having a festival showcasing people, giving audiences a place to find their work. And Allison is a great example of that, a fantastic theater artist who was also working in film. And so much so that, in fact, I asked her to be a part of the festival to bring her expertise in that. But the, the great thing is, is as I started talking to more people, I realized just how many theater artists out there were doing multiple things, juggling multiple hats. And I, I really wanted to give audiences a, a place to find that work because often that can get lost in the midst of a larger festival. And I also wanted to give theater artists a place where they could meet each other. Uh, you know, everyone was wrestling with similar issues in terms of finance or distribution. Um, not everybody's gone to film school. So sometimes they're figuring it out for themselves. So it's, it's just a great example. Uh, Allison's story is just one of, of many stories like that where theater artists were working in film. And so we started a festival to, to bring all those people together. That is so wonderful. I love that. Allison, I want to start with you next on this question. I'm curious to know what has it been like developing this year's event? And kind of also to compound that, what has the process been in selecting the, the, the films that will be shown this year? Yeah, I mean, Mark and I collaborate on selecting the films. We always have a spirited discussion about what comes in because luckily we're starting to get to the place where we always have more films than we can take, which is disappointing for the artists, but exciting for us that we have a wealth of material to select from. I think the number one guiding factor for us is that this is a film festival for theater artists. And so we just want to make sure that our filmmakers do have a connection to theater and they have theater work in their recent backgrounds. So we are pretty meticulous about going through people's submissions and their backgrounds to make sure that they, they do qualify for the festival. So we can confidently say that every piece of work that we're showing this year does have a theater maker at attached to it. And that being said, like, you know, we really just respond to bold work, to artists taking leaps and making strong choices. What I appreciate about the festival this year is I'm a filmmaker, as Mark also mentioned, and I've been working working in genre the last couple of years. I had a feature come out on Hulu last year that's a genre film. And this is the first year we were able to create a genre block of films. So it's our shorts after dark block. It's got a little bit of horror, a little bit of thriller, and we've never been able to do that before. So that was really exciting. We also were really thrilled to see that Brooke Berman, a legendary theater artist who Mark and I have long relationship with outside the festival, made her first feature film. And so we get to showcase Brooke's work on opening night, Ramona at Midlife. And so it was a real full circle moment to find a theater artist who was making their first feature and could come back to 
the festival because Brooke had been at the festival previously, just not not with a feature. Is that right, Mark? That is correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really a, some wonderful content, but this is her first feature. So we're really excited to showcase that. Definitely. Yeah. That is very exciting. From my perspective, I just the the challenge for this year in particular for me was getting the word out that we were still around because when we finished our last festival in February of 2023, we really told people this was likely going to be the last one. The new Ohio was definitely closing at that point. And so we went, we started to wind things down and I was concerned that we would be, you know, we had to start our own Instagram page. We had to start our own website. We had to start our own mailing list. It, it, I was worried that we wouldn't be able to get the word out. And I think we're, we're very fortunate that we did get the word out that our artists have, you know, heard that we're still going. And so, so that was a challenge, but I think we, you know, we overcame that. We, we got a lot of submissions and, and people are now, they're aware that we're back. So that's great. This is so wonderful. I love all of this. Mark, I want to know what can audiences expect from this year's festival? Ooh, great question. What can they expect? Well, I would say some, there are some, these are not films you're likely to see anywhere else. Some of them are. So Allison, as Allison mentioned, she is, she, one of the things she does is she helps other festivals. So she's out there seeing a lot of content. And when she goes to a festival and she sees a film and it's by a theater person, she's like, oh, she makes a mental note. So some of these films you, you will have seen, but the majority of these are really like undiscovered gems. And, and as Allison said, some of it's bold work. So it's recognizably film, but it's not standard film storytelling or it's a unique perspective. So I, I like to say, you know, that there's something illuminating about this theater fest, about this film festival, that we uncover, you know, rough gems or hidden gems or bold, unusual storytelling. I mean, we have wordless films, not exactly silent films, but we have wordless films, we have voiceover films, we have some pretty standard recognizable films that are incredibly well made. And then we have some very interesting, odd stuff, anywhere from three minutes to 20 minutes that I would say is just quite unique. And, and for lovers of film, it's a really, uh, it's a great opportunity to see stuff that you, you're not going to see anywhere else. And, and then the only other thing I like to say is that one of the nice things about this festival is that you're going to see actors, theater actors that you might recognize. So you might say, well, I'm used to seeing this person's theater work, but maybe I haven't seen them on film or I haven't seen them on film yet. And so this is really a chance. Like, in fact, I know that there's somebody who's going to be in this film festival who has acted on stage at the Art New York theaters. And so I always love that kind of coincidence when you can say, hey, I was just here a couple of weeks ago with my theater piece and now I'm acting in a film on this or I directed the film or produced it or something. So I would say really adventurous stuff, uh, well-made stuff. We got romantic comedies. We got, like I said, we got a bunch of experimental stuff this year, which is really fun. People just like trying, trying new stuff and doing it well. So I think it's really encouraging to see artists playing around. That sounds like so much fun. Allison, I want to start with you first on this next question. And so with all of this creative works that you're bringing to the audiences, is there a message or a thought that you're hoping that people will take away from the festival this year? Yeah, I think Mark and I have both touched on this a little bit, but Mark and I are both multi-hyphenate creators. And I think something I feel really strongly about is letting people know that you don't have to be one thing. You can be many things. It was something that was really important to me with Ethic Club is 
we did theater and film, that those things are not mutually exclusive. So what's exciting about this festival and why I, I wanted to get involved with it originally is I think it showcases artists branching out into another area that either they may not have tried before or audiences may not have experienced their work in that way before. So what's exciting to me is, you know, as Mark said, folks can come to this festival and maybe see an artist's work who they haven't experienced on film before, either an actor or a writer director. And we are a very niche festival presenting a it, I call it a soft place to land for theater creators where we're not putting judgment on the work. We're just showing folks what's possible and saying these creators did it and you can do it too. And so I hope if anything, there's a little bit of inspiration that comes out of seeing these films too, that folks in the audience who are maybe not filmmakers or have been thinking about making a film but are too scared to do it or don't know how to do it can see that there's a lot of work here that are first time films and first time filmmakers. And it's, it's easier than you think it is when you allow yourself to to say yes and just dive in. That is so wonderful. Mark, how about you? What what message or thought are you hoping that audiences will walk away with? It's funny that I don't have a pre-prepared answer for that. You know, I think it's that there's a lot of really great content out there. And, you know, we think that we're overwhelmed with it, but we're overwhelmed with a certain kind of content. You know, it's it's all filtered through a very, what's the word? I don't want to use the word professional, like industrial lens, you know? Like there's a filter to see it streaming on any of the streaming services or go to the theater and see it at the theater. There's a certain filter. You know, we've lost some art house content. We've lost some raw or rugged content outlets. We've lost the ability to get to some of that stuff. And I think this is just a great chance to see artists who are, who are doing their thing. And Something that Allison's answer made me think of is that, you know, it's like the interesting thing about film is that you can make a film by yourself if you if you want, right? You don't need to collaborate. If you have an artistic vision and you just want to make a film by yourself, that's great. But film is also so about collaborating that I might have a directorial vision, but I need a really good cinematographer. Or, you know, I am, I'm a really good cinematographer, but what I really need is a good editor to help me. And so one of the things I love about this festival, it's that a great place to meet collaborators so that if you are looking to make a film for the first time, you're not alone. And you, but you're going to meet people who have experience, who may want to work with you because you have the vision and they have the skills, or maybe you have the skills and they have the vision, whatever that is. So if you want to make it alone, great. But if you feel like you can't make it alone, you can really find some great collaborators at this festival and see what other artists are doing in order to make really great work. I would not recommend making a film alone. <laughs> although, although Allison, you had that one woman from Ethic Club who used to do those. She used to like mail in the, or don't you? I don't remember, but she used to make this like one with an iPhone and. They were really fantastic. So I, yeah, I'm for the kidding. for the film race, yeah, we we did have a couple people do some, some self tapes, basically. But th to your point, that is one way to do things. <laughs> I I would not recommend it. I I think right. it's quite quite challenging. <laughs> well, my final question for this first part of the interview, I'm going to start with you, Mark, on which is, who do you hope have access to this year's Indie Theater Film Festival? Oh gosh, well everybody. I mean, I want everybody to go. I mean, our theater this year is a little bigger than last year, so we can definitely have 
more people in the theater. I, you know, I think this is a, this is a festival for everybody because if you like theater, you're seeing your theater artists trying something new. And I don't want to say new because some of them have a lot of experience doing this too. So just let's say trying something different, applying their storytelling skills in a different way. And so that's if you're a theater level lover. If you're a film lover, then you're going to see some really good films. And I want to emphasize that this may be people trying stuff out, but they're very good films. Allison mentioned we get a lot of submissions, so we're picking some good stuff. So I would say for the audiences, there's something for everybody here. We've got, you know, comedies and genre films. And I don't know if we have any documentaries. We have an interesting mockumentary and we have a documentary about Shirley Jackson, but it's it's told from a personal perspective. It's sort of a personal fictional documentary about Shirley Jackson. And then I would just say for artists, again, it's a great place to see what people are working on, to meet collaborators, to connect. We have a great happy hour. We have a great opening night party that the artists are going to. Oh, yes. Wake is a do- We do have a documentary called Wake. Allison has just reminded me of that. These are theater artists who traveled to Greece to make a film in Greece. And Rindy Eckert, who's a fantastic musician and theater artist, he did some of the music for those plays in Greece. And so he's done the music for some of the music for the documentary. And the play is in part based on an Ellen McLaughlin play who's actually married to Rindy Eckert. And Ellen McLaughlin is a fantastic artist, theater artist, uh, actor, writer, director. So that's just a great example of a filmmaker who's working with theater artists. And you get to see all this incredible stuff, but it's set in Greece. So good. There's a documentary for you. Anyway, so there's there's something for everybody. I love that. Just the variety of stuff that there's something for everyone right there. You can find something definitely that you're going to want to see. So that's wonderful. Allison, how about you? Who do you hope have access to this year's festival? Yeah, I would echo everything that Mark said. I would say, I don't know that we have necessarily family-friendly programming, but we oh. definitely have programming... <laughs> for, I would say, teens and for young filmmakers who are curious. And I also wanted to highlight, we're doing a panel this year with three literary agents as well that's open to the public. You know, it's a ticketed event, just like everything else. But we've spoken a lot about the film screenings. And I just wanted to to also mention that we've got three really great literary agents coming in too from Paradigm and Independent Artists and A3 to talk a little bit about what that transition is from theater to film and how you get representation, which is always a big question that I think people have. So for anybody who is film curious or curious about the business side of things, that's also happening on Saturday at two o'clock of the festival as well. second part of our interview as you two know we love to use this part to let our listeners get to know our guests a little bit more and we've had you both on before so i want to continue to pull the curtain back a little bit and i want to start by asking the two of you how did you get into the performing arts and allison can i start with you first on that 
Yeah, I may have said this the last time we spoke, but for folks who maybe missed it or want a refresher, I'm I'm a kid actor. I started doing community theater in Columbus, Ohio when I was about 10 years old at Columbus Junior Theater, which is now Columbus Children's Theater. If folks are familiar with Stephen Boyer, who's in the wonderful Kimberly Akimbo, Steve Boyer and I did shows together when we were kids. Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother is an alum of that theater. There's a lot of Columbusites running, running around who started at Columbus Junior Theater. But I was a street urchin in Scrooge the Musical as a 10-year-old and just really fell in love with theater that way and wanted to, to keep it a part of my life. I love that. Love that. Mark, how did you get into the performing arts? Oh, God, it's a, it's a tale of woe. It's a tale of woe. Wow, I don't remember answering this last year, so forgive me if I repeat myself. I I started off in dance, actually. There was a program started by a former New York City ballet dancer. His name was Jacques Dembois, and he started a program to try to get boys involved in the arts. And it's still around. It's called National Dance Institute. And back then, they went into the suburbs. I don't think they go into the suburbs anymore, suburbs of New York City. So I, I started to dance at, in fifth grade. And I just I just loved it. I just really, really loved it. And from there, I got into, you know, high school musicals and plays and stuff like that. And then I, I you know, I didn't study it so much in college. I studied engineering in college. But I decided that uh, by the end of a four-year degree in engineering, I was like, I do not want to drive over any bridge that I had built. Like that was not going to be a good idea. So I was like, you know, in the theater, nobody actually dies. You know, if, if you make a mistake, there's, you know, no one actually dies. In engineering, it's a little different. So I, I auditioned for grad schools. I mean, I just basically decided to stick with it, take it seriously, make try to make a career out of it. And many... <clears throat> Many years later, here I am. I have very strong feelings. If anybody else wants to consider a career in this, it's it's a tough biz. But yeah, here I am. So it started in dance, I would say, is really the short answer. Love that, though. I love that journey. Both of you, your journeys into the performing arts are fantastic. Well, I know I've asked you this last time, but I'm curious. I'd love to get another one. What is another of your favorite theater memories? I mean, I guess I can say, you know, I because I mentioned Epic Club that we brought the company to a close after 10 years in October 2021. And I definitely had a moment where I wanted to put every playwright who had ever worked with the company, I wanted to put their names on the stage for the last show. And I just like took a moment with all of those names and looked at all of the work that we had done and counted up that we had premiered over a hundred new pieces of work. And that felt really special on top of the fact that we ended up doing that show was postponed from 2020. And we just happened to hit October, 2021 in between two waves of COVID. So we're already managing a health crisis and also still managed to land that plane in a way that felt really creatively satisfying. And I, I don't use the word proud a lot in my life, but I really felt a moment of, of pride having premiered so many works by so many amazing playwrights that was very cool that is amazing i love that i'm imagining all the names up on stage it's so beautiful so what a wonderful memory thank you for that mark how about you well all right so now i want to change my i mean the first thing that popped into my head actually was as an actor you know i had just had one of these great 
theater moments as an actor. And I, I've done a lot of thinking about this. I think a lot of people get exposed to theater first as an actor. It's just easy to like throw kids on stage. And so that's often how we experience it. And so I just think maybe that's how we fall in love with it sometimes as performers. So even though I don't really perform so much anymore, like that, when you mentioned it, the first thing that came back to me was a moment where I really felt connected as an, as an artist with the audience and like the, suddenly the play really, like I felt lost in the story and all that stuff. But, you know, but then I started to think, but I've spent a lot of time here now as a producer. And so I had a, I had a, and then I had a reaction a little bit like Allison, which is, you know, like, how have I helped people and what, where is a proud moment there? Because I think so much of this goes without recognition and, and so much of this is, it's a lot of work, but we do it because we want to support people. Like we're not doing this to make money. We have to do this because we believe in artists. And so suddenly then I started to go, oh yeah, I have these moments as a producer where I'm proud because I really do feel like I supported the artists. And at that point, I have a lot of little stories, you know, I mean, and I know you asked about theater, but I mean, even just with this festival, producing the festival is a lot of work. But then once the festival is going or once the festival is over, I hear stories like that was the first time I saw my film projected on a big screen. And that's incredibly satisfying because people these days, they sit in front of their computer or they or there were these online festivals where you were watching it on your computer or you 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 got screened in Oregon, but you couldn't travel to Oregon. So you never got to see it on the big screen in Oregon, you know? So here's a chance where we can project it on a big screen here in New York City and people, it's their first opportunity to see it. And that's a really proud moment where I just feel like, you know, that the work I'm doing to support artists is is really paying off. But, but specifically from a theatrical perspective, when I worked at the New Ohio, and I won't mention this person's name because this person works a lot, but the very first year I was helping to program Ice Factory, which was the summer theater festival at the New Ohio. And it was the first time that we could accept 12 companies instead of six, because in that particular year, we had a second venue. So we could, we could, we could, we could select twice as many. So I had a hand in selecting one of the secondary companies. And out of that secondary company, this playwright who works a lot has now come out of that. And so uh, to me, that's a, Proud moment. Obviously, this person would have found other opportunities. And I'm not saying this was the only opportunity, but I know that they were able to leverage that opportunity into other opportunities. And so that, again, as a producer, it's just nice to know that you can actually give people a leg up. You can elevate their voice. And now people benefit from having them as an artist. So I, I just, that's a fun moment I have at the theater. Oh, that's so wonderful as well. You two always deliver great memories. So I love those. Thank you both for those memories. I would love to know if there are any other projects or productions that either of you have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you. Well, I'll I'll just say again, my my feature film, Jagged Mind, is out now on Hulu. If you're looking for a queer erotic time loop thriller check that out. We hit a couple best of the end of the year lists at the end of 2023. I wasn't able to talk about it a whole lot last year because of all the strikes. So now I'm telling everyone, go check it out. And then I actually, I wrote that that movie and I just directed my first short film that is not released yet. We are just submitting to festivals now, but it's called The Ghost. It stars Nikki Masood and Theo Stockman, two wonderful New York 
uh, theater actors as well who work in film and TV. So it's about a woman who gets ghosted by the guy she's dating and then starts getting haunted in her apartment. Keep an eye out for that short film coming to festivals, hopefully later this year. I keep telling Allison she has to submit to our festival, but she's too moral. She's too more. She's, you know, she's too ethical. She won't submit to her own film festival, which is only our loss, truthfully. I mean, right? I don't know that that would fly, but maybe one of these days. Maybe we'll do a retrospective in a few more years. At the moment, you know, we are looking to go back and maybe continue to work on that project, my wife and I. But at the moment, this is... This is what I'm doing. I, you know, I, I have I have other jobs that I do, but creatively, this is my outlet. So I don't know that there isn't anything immediate that springs to mind to to send people to. But listen, this hasn't happened yet. So if anybody wants to support me or see what I do, come to this festival. That's what I'm gonna say. Love that. Yes. Well, my final question for the two of you is if our listeners would like more information about the New York City Indie Theater Film Festival or about the two of you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? Yeah, so our website is just our initials, nycitff.org. You do have to get all of those letters correct because as it turns out, there is an NYCFF, there's the NYTFF, there's the, there's all the combinations. So it really has to be nycitff.org. We are also on Instagram, we are on Facebook and all those delightful things. If you want to get a hold of me, you could get a hold of me through, through the festival website. You can also get a hold of me through that project that my wife and I are working on, which is called Constance Cook. So you can find us on Instagram and the web and all that stuff. Uh, and my personal website is my name, Allison, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-M for Morgan, AllisonM.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at Starbright114, which is my first AOL address. And on Twitter, because I refuse to call it X, at AllisonM as well. Well, wonderful. Well, Allison, Mark, it is always so wonderful to speak with you. And I thank you so much for taking the time to stop by today. I am really excited about this year's film festival. And I am so glad to hear that last year wasn't the last one and that this isn't going to be the last one, that we're going to have many more to come. This is so exciting. So thank you again for sharing this with us. Thank you, Andrew, for being uh, such a welcoming host and home for the festival also. We're so happy to connect again. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. it's been fun. Thank you. Thank you. My guests today have been the co-programmer and producer, Allison Morgan, and the executive director, Mark Weitz, who are with the New York City Indie Theater Film Festival. This is happening February 15th through the 18th at the Jeffrey and Paula Girl Theater at the ART New York Theaters. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting nyciff.org. We also have some contact information for the film festival, as well as our guests, which we'll be posting on our episode description, as well as on our social media post. But make sure you check out this phenomenal indie theater film festival. It is so much fun. And it's always wonderful to be able to get on the ground floor of some amazing films and performers and artists in general. And it's going to be in a great new space. The, the, ART New York theaters are wonderful, wonderful performance spaces right there on 53rd and 10th Avenue. You're not going to want to miss out on this. It's February 15th through the 18th. It's the New York City Indie Theater Film Festival.
So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear please leave a five-star review like and subscribe you can also find us on facebook and instagram at stage whisper pod and feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com and be sure to check out our website for all things stage whisper and theater you'll be able to find merchandise tours tickets and more simply visit stagewhisperpod.com our theme song is maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.